Welcome to the WealthStream Podcast. The team at Hightower Great Lakes share their insights and passions for empowering their clients to live their best life. In this energetic podcast, we will take you on a journey to help you navigate your financial future, overcome life's challenges to reach your financial goals, and find the financial clarity you've been searching for. Let's explore the downstream impact of your wealth and what it means to you, your family, and your community to live greater. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Stream with Tim Scannell from Hightower Great Lakes. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Eric. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. That's that's. I think that's probably my favorite way to answer that question. It's fantastic, even though I don't always feel fantastic. I gotta say, I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, well, it's cold, snowy, and gray. That's why we live in the Midwest, right? That's right. That's what we came here for. <laughs> We're sticking to that story. That's right. Yeah. There was no influence, outside influence at all in that. No, decision. no, 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 not at all. No. Yep. Yeah. All right. So today I know that you, you gave me some notes ahead of time, which I do always appreciate. And you said we we're going to be talking about the power and purpose of reaching audacious goals. And that is, I love that word, audacious. Why'd you choose that one? Um, because I think that uh, as a result of COVID and just as a result of even prior to that, all the technology changes and industry changes, you know, clients, when I first got out of college and I was doing budgeting or things like that, we would have one in three-year budgets. And I think now everyone has like 90-day business plans because things mm -hmm. change so quickly. Mm -hmm. And it just makes it really hard to stay focused, right? I mean, there's so many choices, so many options. You know, if you think of, I think of my dentist, you know, during COVID and how they had to respond so quickly just to allow patients to come back in. Mm -hmm. um, it's just overwhelming. And, and the reason why I talked to my dentist about it, the reason why he was able to do it so quickly is he has this just passion, this audacious goal, really long-term goal he's had forever of really serving his clients. So yeah. I think, you know, not just goals, not just like plans, but audacious goals are kind of a consistency that I see with entrepreneurs and a lot of the clients that I work with. And they're in effect, I always think of them as kind of a guiding light. So that's why I think it's important, you know, that maybe we just talk about that today as we're getting into 2021. All right. Well, I mean, goals is a very, very wide subject. Um, so is there anything specific that we're going to be talking about when it comes to goals? Yes. Um, really, it, I'm going to talk about the power, what I call the power of purpose or a strong sense of purpose. So mm -hmm. when I talk to my clients about the goals they set, um, you know, one of the things that's consistent is they just have this really strong sense of purpose. And I guess that's probably my word for audacious. Um, it's not like I want to you know, increase this by 20% or I want to do this by the next year. I want to, it's really, I have this purpose of delivering my service, of delivering my, serving my customers or whatever that is, or changing, changing the world. You know, um, I interviewed on one of the podcasts last year, uh, one of my favorite clients, Stuart McMillan, and his company started by his father was to find a, a fire nozzle, like a nozzle on a fire hose yeah. that was safer because firemen were dying. That was a great um, podcast. And that was his, that's his audacious goal. And that's, that's kind of what has driven the growth of this company. So mm -hmm. that's what I consider audacious. Yeah. That, I mean, that, again, that was a fantastic podcast. I'm not sure if I remember the number of that, but if you have not heard that podcast specifically, you should go back and listen to it. He was a fantastic guest. So I have a theory, Eric, and I'll just run it by you in terms yeah. of like why people don't have goals or why they don't set audacious goals. And, and I think, it's pretty straightforward. It's just, it's a lot of work, right? I mean, 
Plus, you know, when you set a goal like that, it's a commitment. Mm -hmm. um, it's a really heavy burden. I mean, it, it's super easy just to go through life without a big goal or a lot of goals, but it's very hard. It's a lot of work. And once you put it out there uh, in writing, and once you tell your peers, your family, whoever, people you trust, you kind of have a heavy burden to complete it. So and I know you're very active. You've told me enough several times, like in, in Boys Town, I think, is that what you said? And yeah. I, I just wonder, do you guys ever talk about goals with some of the, the clients there? Oh, yeah, we did all the time. I mean, that was that was part of their recovery, uh, the, the young men that we worked with. They were always constantly setting goals, whether it was personal goals uh, for their own personal development as far as maybe relationships, relationships being mended with families. Um, also, a lot of those young men came to us uh, way behind in education. Some of them were coming out of lockup. So th they had to create pretty big goals for themselves education-wise. Maybe they, they could be two or three years behind their peers easily mm -hmm. by the time they came to us. And the other thing was health goals, right? I mean, they they didn't have a whole lot of healthy habits uh, early on. So we usually would get them involved in some sort of sport, a sporting event, um, just to help them understand competition and, and just healthy living. And, and it was amazing to see the transformation when they had all those goals and we'd work with them on them. Yeah, and I remember you, you remind me that, because um, I thought of this last week, uh, when I grew up, I remember my mom or maybe my dad or someone telling me all the time, it's not how you, not whether you win or lose, but how you play the game. And, mm -hmm. and I never really got that, you know, because I was super competitive. But I think what I have found in terms of talking about goals, it's working towards the goal versus achieving the goal is where you really learn the most and where Absolutely. you, I think, where you grow the most. And and, so, and that's why I really love talking to clients about goals. Yeah, and, and it's, it's those times that, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. You know, you're sharing your goal with somebody that you respect and trust, which basically gives you some accountability, right? They're, they're probably going to ask you about it. Hey, how's that going? And so you need to be able to be honest. And, and so there is that pressure that you, you were speaking about earlier. But at the same time, when you do stumble, you have a support group there. Hey, I know you can do this. You've got this. Right. And those I, I agree with you 100 percent. Those times that we stumble toward our goals are times we probably learn the most. And then we learn how good we can truly be by getting back up and continuing toward that audacious goal. Exactly. And when we talk to clients or I should say when, when we survey clients, when they kind of tell us what we do well and do not so well, mm -hmm. uh, one of the things they tell us that we do well is. You know, by helping them get on path for success, whatever success in their mind is, because that's basically a goal, right? You're successfully reaching whatever that path is, and each client is very unique. And our strategy or our philosophy is always, we just want to point you towards the highest goal possible. Because when, when people come in, they'll say, well, yeah, sure, I want to exit the business. I have no idea what that means. Or I'd like to retire, but I'm not sure how much I need or what date. And I always say, well, let's start with just aiming to some reasonable high goal, the getting there, and it's not even as important that you set the right goal up front. It's more important that you're aiming, right, and that you're smart enough along the way to make adjustments um, mm -hmm. so that eventually you'll find it. You know, like I remember when I I just, just did a, completed a video recently where I talked about um, kind of my why story, you know, why I do this. And one of the things I talked about was I kind of grew up in a very hectic, financially challenging home. Um, my mom ran the family. She was great. I mean, so was my dad. My dad tried his best, but he really was not able to really provide as, as well as he probably hoped. And as a result, you know, I, I ended up in college being an accountant and I, I didn't think of it then, but 
I, I, at the time I look, when I look back, I think, you know, I was probably looking for more sanity in my financial world, you know, and mm-hmm. then I became a CPA and I kind of made this decision. Well, I love CPAs. A lot of them are just historians and the work that I was doing was very historical. You're looking back and saying, how did I do as opposed to helping somebody move forward? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know what that looked like, but I literally spent <laughs> like 1986, to almost 98 um, doing different G, different jobs, different things, different certifications, different studies in order to find that. So I had this vision. I had this goal of what I wanted or what I wanted to provide for clients. Didn't really know what it looked like, but I think as I look back, it was so much more important that I just had that vision and I pointed in the right direction. And I I was ho- gratefully open, um, open enough to learn as I went, and I had great support from my Nancy and my, my family and my peers to help me along the way. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. So with that in mind, you know, one of the things we talk to clients about are, you know, well, when you're trying to identify what these audacious goals are, you know, what are you most enthusiastic about or what motivates you? And I read a lot about people who work-life balance. They want to be happy at work. They want to pick a career that makes them happy. And I think that's great. I'm very happy with what I'm doing. Um, It took me a long time to find it and get there and build the model that I think fits me, but I love it. But I also think, and I just from working with clients and you know my experience is that you could also work with something you like um, with the attitude that, well, that's going to get me where I want to go. For example, one of my really good friends, um, he would be a fishing guide up in Canada all the time if it paid any money, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it doesn't. But he works in other parts of the, in his industry that he loves in, in construction, and it, it gives him the ability you know, to go fishing and do all those things that he really loves. So he identified what he's passionate about. He set his, you know, high-end goal, his audacious goal, and then that's what really drives him. I mean, you know, he's got a lot of things that drive him, his family, his his work, but what I think what really drives him is to get out on the water and, and go fishing and golfing and things like that. So it, it's not just one set thing for everyone. It looks different for everyone, I think, in general. That's that's my That's been my experience. Yeah, absolutely. And just identifying you know, what really motivates you truly to your core. I, I think that everybody needs to, to take time to do that, not just once, but you've spoken about it before. You know, every year you should be kind of looking at, okay, what is, you know, sometimes our motivations change and that's okay. Mm-hmm. We just need to be able to identify that to help use that to drive us forward. Yeah, and I think in terms of like possible goals, and you know, we go through a series of questionnaires and checklists and I'm not smart enough to do it myself. We reach out to experts who help us with that. But we try to determine, you know, is maybe your family, children, uh, grandchildren, maybe career, art. Like I mentioned, my my client, Stuart, you know, the, the better fire nozzle that saves lives. Um, mm-hmm. I have a couple clients who are in the, the hotel and also the restaurant industry. So they've really struggled uh, last year, especially with yeah. COVID. But when I talk to them, what keeps them really going is, is, is honestly, they're passionate about their people. You know, they, they employ so many people. And, and these are some of the frontline people who are, their employees are talking to, you know, it's re, pure, pure retail. And, and you've got to find people who really just love talking to people. So um, it's, it's different for everybody, I guess, is the point. So once you set the audacious goals, once you've identified the things you're passionate about, uh, the goal itself isn't, isn't a standalone, right? You really need to to set up the align them with the correct activities. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I really have found that that is critical. When I set up, like at our office, when we talk about goals for the next year, 
we talk about how do we improve service, how do we you know leverage technology, how do we make sure we're communicating better. And then we don't focus so much on the goal itself, we focus on the activities that we all have to take in order to to um, to achieve that goal. For example, you know, we have a customer service plan that we communicate we talk to each client about and how often do you want to meet? Who you know, do you want to meet at the office? Do you want to meet with Zoom? Do you want et cetera? And once they communicate that to us, it's our responsibility then to make sure we're doing the right activities. Are we scheduling? Mm-hmm. Are we making sure that we're reaching out? Are we are we communicating via Zoom or email or some I have some clients who don't like to really don't use technology. So you know, I'm still traveling down to Florida, for example, to see a fair number of clients, usually quarterly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the key thing, you know, I think for success then is to make them into simple, small and measurable activities um, as opposed to focusing on the goal. Because the, you know, I, the goal keeps the guiding light, the goal keeps my vision, especially when things change. But in order to achieve it, you really have to break it up and you have to make, you know, into these separate and very measurable and simple activities that you can really track. And that, so I think that's important, and that's also what we help clients with. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's I, I like to use the example of weight loss, right? Because if mm-hmm. you have a weight loss goal for an entire year of 30 pounds, you have to set those activities, just like you're saying, to be able to tackle that big goal a little bit of a time. Nobody can go in and say, okay, I'm going to lose 30 pounds this year, and it's going to happen next week. <laughs> that's just yeah. that's called chopping off an arm or something. I don't know if an arm weighs thirty pounds or not, but exactly. But you know what I'm saying? It, it it has to be those small bits, but the activity surrounding each one of those small steps. So yeah, I love the fact that you have spoken about this before, and this is exactly what you provide for your client uh, in in a lot of different ways. And I I know that they can you give me an example, Tim, of what um, either one of your clients done or maybe yourself that you've done uh, to you know, that kind of surprised you that you hit that long-term goal just by doing the small, simple steps. Yeah, I'll give you a uh, kind of a crazy example. So, you know, it relates to doing the right activities, but also having intermediate goals, um, almost like rungs in a ladder, right? You want mm-hmm. to get to the top, you want to, but you need to do these little steps each way. So when I first met Nancy, when we were in college, she was running marathons. And I've probably watched her run 12 to 14, like 12 or 13 marathons, mostly Chicago, but around the country. Mm-hmm. And I had a crazy idea at one point, maybe 10 years ago or more, that, gosh, I should try and do it because I could do something with her, right? So I literally spent a year building up to a 5K, mm-hmm. uh, building up to a 10K, and there's there's different programs. So like the, I followed something called Hal Higdon, but it kind of tells you these are the things you need to do this week, this week, for the next six weeks just to get to a 5K, then to a 10K, and then to a 15K, and... It literally took three years um, before I felt like I was ready to train for the marathon. Um, when I did run Chicago, it turned out it was one of the hot. It was the only time they've ever canceled it because they they canceled oh. it halfway through because it was so hot. And I was so grateful that they did. To be honest, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't do it, you know. Uh, but two years later, I tried it again and I did finish. But it, it was literally a five-year thing, a series of activities, a series of steps on the ladder. Uh, an audacious goal, but what it taught me was that the human body can do amazing things that you never thought they could do, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was just a wild experience to learn how how you could really train yourself to do something you never thought you would ever want to do even. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's that's fantastic. That's a great example. Yeah, and, and by the way, it's, it's a, I checked it off my list. I'm never doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> 
as a, as a yeah. non-runner, I understand. Oh God, I understand. Yes. <laughs> it was. Uh, I was like, that was great. Check it off. On to swimming or something, right? That's right. I also think that when a goal is audacious, when you have a strong sense of purpose, when you're aiming high, you know, it gives you the preservation and pre- perseverance, perseverance and focus. I think that gets you through. And you know, from a business perspective, last year tested everybody with COVID. It, it yeah. currently is still cont- testing a lot of a lot of business owners that I work with. Uh, and I think the testing, you know, they'll, they'll be tried and true when they get out of it. But without the per- perseverance, without the focus, without the audacious goal, um, it w- that could be providing family, providing for family. It could be, you know, very simple goals. Like, you know, we, we work with people who are what we call family stewards. Everything they do is really based around providing for their family, this current and then the future generation. Or we work with people where we call them independents. Um, money means to them the ability to do what they want, right? So mm-hmm. they're not they're not accumulating money for wealth or for power, um, but, but there are people like that too. So my point is everyone's different in terms of their goals. It could be simple, could be uh, more complicated, but when you set them as audacious, it gives you the perseverance and focus. Yeah, absolutely. Agree 100%. Okay. So the other thing about audacious goals and, you know, giving you kind of the guiding light, uh, giving you the perseverance and focus, you know, to achieve them mm-hmm. is it helps you avoid what I call the shiny objects. Um, mm. A lot of times when I'm working with business owners, they're interested in getting in unrelated businesses. Uh, maybe they think that their skill sets they have, the, the, their experience and skill sets they've learned in uh, being an electrician somehow gives them the same skill sets and ability to be a restaurateur, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had so many shiny objects occurring in the first quarter of this year, not just the election, uh, but also you have things like Bitcoin. You have things like um, currently there's all kinds of things going on with GameStop, you know, the, mm-hmm. the game, the, the stock. And, and clients are calling and they're saying, you know, should we get involved in this? Should we do that? And, the fa- you know, when you have a goal, when you're, have the um when it's when it's a let me back up but when you have a goal and you're looking to achieve that it kind of helps you sift through uh the shiny objects which could also be things like people coming to you family members in particular with business ideas Mm -hmm. you know should i invest in this or invest in that um it helps me like when i work with my son so my son kevin is a animator he graduated from depaul university a couple years ago and he's really making his way in the animation world as a self-employed uh, contractor animator. And his world is full of shiny objects. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I'm, he's not going to be mad that I talk about this because I've talked to him about it usually two or three times a week. But, you know, you got to keep that vision, keep that goal, and avoid, you know, he likes to do animation, for example, with uh, in the rap, art, rap industry. Mm-hmm. And periodically, he gets solicited to do things for clothing lines or other things that just aren't in his wheelhouse. And yeah. so, just helping him keep a goal of where he wants to be helps him kind of set aside those shiny objects, as I call them, and really focus on the goal. Yeah, and and it, again, I love the I love the term it shiny objects because they draw our attention. And, and as, as a guy with ADD, me, <laughs> yeah, totally shiny objects. You know, oh, oh look at that over there. You know, <laughs> that I'm that I'm totally distracted. So, um, I I love that terminology because it, it resonates with me and probably a lot of a lot of our listeners too. Yeah, and then sometimes the the shiny objects aren't so bad. I mean, it, during COVID, one of my clients, a uh, big trucking firm, they did a lot of their work for the entertainment industry, concerts, um, mm. 
Disney shows, things like that, and suddenly that business was gone. Um, but they were able to pivot quickly uh, because this client in particular is so passionate about her drivers. I mean, yeah. whenever I talk to her, she's like, my drivers, my drivers, my drivers. And that's what keeps her going. It's not earnings. It's not growth. It's she just wants to take care of these drivers. And and her, you know, business. She was able to replace the business quickly um, by thinking about the drivers and thinking alternative routes and alternative things that they could do. So, mm -hmm. my my point, without rambling too much, is that these audacious goals really can help um, keep you focused. That's okay. Uh, so personally, for 2021, we've spent a lot of time and energy as a team, you know, working on audacious goals. And and when we think of that, we think of our clients. How can we serve them better? meet them wherever they're at related to, do they want to meet via Zoom? Do they want to meet via WebEx? Come mm -hmm. in the office, do it via phone. How often, where, when, and how? That's all changed dramatically since a year ago when we did our 2020 business plan in yeah. January. Um, so we're really focusing on setting goals of connecting with them more, connecting with all of our clients more, and but more importantly, using technology to connect with them directly in, in a customized way in the way that they want. So for example, if you are conservative and you're, man, you're in a conservative uh, plan or if you're more aggressive or if you're on exiting your business or if you're starting your business, we're able to leverage technology to really create thought leadership mm -hmm. that we can direct to each individual person based on whatever their needs are. So it's audacious to try and do that, but that's kind of what's keeping us focused on the activities then we need to focus on and achieve this year so we can, you know, do a better job for our clients each year. Yeah. So absolutely. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. I think I might have mentioned before, Eric, but I'm now doing something called bomb bomb videos. I so have. Have you ever heard of that? that? I have. I haven't used it, but yeah, I have heard of it. They're so interesting to me. It's it's what happened was I I got I I signed up for a, a service and I immediately got an email and it was a video. And the person on the video said, Hey Tim, I'm glad you signed up. I'm looking forward to meeting you here, you know, on next Tuesday at nine o'clock and here are the things we're going to talk about. Here are the things you need to, you know, to have in advance. I'm telling you, when I got that, I was not going to cancel that meeting. You know, yeah. I was more interested and intrigued and I had a greater connection. So we're starting to test it, you know, where we're communicating via these email videos. We started out doing them just for birthdays, you know, just as, as, an, mm -hmm. as a test and the, re, and the feedback is good. So you know, my, my team is teaching me the old dog new tricks all the time. And, uh, <laughs> nice. and if it works, I'll stick with it. If it doesn't, I won't. But my vision, you know, serving my clients is what keeps me going. I'll, I'm looking forward to getting receiving my bomb bomb video. <laughs> I'll send you one later today. Right. Yeah, <laughs> That sounds good. And, and like anything, you know, I always talk about the dark side. This is all good having goals. But the key is the, you know, we talked about setting a vision high, setting a goal high. It doesn't have to be the accurate goal because... What, what's more important is that you're smart enough to respond and adjust and tweak it as you move along. So the inability to pivot or the the inflexibility, if you're not flexible enough to change mid midway, um, that's where it could really turn turn bad. And I've seen that happen with a lot of businesses where, mm -hmm. you know, you have conflicting ideas, conflicting um, goals, different stages of life among the, the owners and things like that. And they just get set in their ways and they're not willing to adjust. So the point I'm trying to make is that you always have to be aware that these are lofty goals you're trying to achieve, but you have to be smart enough and flexible enough to really uh, adjust, you know, and tweak them. Makes sense. Absolutely. 
All right, any final thoughts for today? Yeah, what I'll say is that when working with our clients, when working with business owners and entrepreneurs, I find that the ones who are the most successful have set audacious goals. Mm -hmm. Then they they set the intermediate steps and the activities, and they focus on those steps and activities in order to achieve the goals. Yeah. Um, but they also have the flexibility to step back and reevaluate and tweak and change as they get there. But the key, I think, is aiming high and just moving towards it uh, and being smart enough and flexible enough to adjust as you go. So that's what I'll leave you with. All right. That, that's a great thing to leave the audience with. Thank you so much again for your time, Tim. I love these discussions with you because there's just so much insight into um, how your brain works and then also how your your clients are utilizing you and your team and, and, and helping to create those audacious goals and stick to them. So that's fantastic. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You bet. And of course, the last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Wellstream Podcast with Tim Scannell. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Tim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at Hightower Great Lakes, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Wealthstream Podcast. We hope you gained some valuable insight that you can apply to your life and share with others. Please don't forget to subscribe below to be notified when new episodes become available. And don't forget to live greater. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Hightower Great Lakes. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Hightower Great Lakes is a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through Hightower Advisors LLC.